If you had a moral dilemma, who would you call? Hi, everyone, and welcome to Easy with a Friend. We're two friends who love to chat about all the hard hypothetical questions in life. We are your hosts, Chi and Elaine. And today we're going to be discussing some scintillating what if situations together. Yep. I am excited about today's discussion because we always have so much fun on these episodes. So, jumping right into it, Chi, would you befriend a friend or neighbor's mistress? Hmm. Okay. That's kind <laughs> of a toughie because, on one hand, I am a married woman. <laughs> <laughs> And therefore, I have certain beliefs about the, what, sanctity of marriage, would you call it? Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I am at a stage in my life where I am actively trying not to judge others, no matter what the situation is. Because it's so hard to know exactly the full story. And I would have to preface this by saying, we're talking about being friends, right? Not just being cordial. Like if it's a neighbor and I see that he's with someone that's obviously not his wife, I'm not going to be rude because, you know, it's just right? being civilized and being an adult. But we're talking about actually forming a friendship. Yes. That's where I'm having the issue with. I can be polite. I can be civil. But can I actually form a friendship? I'm going to lean toward Yes. Because I would at least want to know that person's story as to how they got there. I'm guessing if I'm friends with someone, that means I've spent enough time in conversation with them where I would know them well enough as a person to be able to at least judge that their decision to be in this relationship was based on something semi-acceptable. I don't know. What do you think? Where do you stand on this? Well, first of all, obviously, there are mistresses in this world that have friends. So someone <laughs> has true. been friends already at some point. I think for me, it seems like the way I would find myself in this situation is probably because I made friends with them first. In that situation, would I drop them as a friend? The answer is no, because it's like you said, one of the things I work very hard on for myself is not being judgmental of other people. So I would hear them out, I think. Although if it was where I knew they were somebody's mistress first, I have the same curiosity as you, where I would be like, I just want to know, how did this happen? How, how did this become a thing? Like, that's what I would want to know. But I think if I knew that they were a mistress beforehand, it's like you said, these days I can be cordial. I just don't know if I would seek a friendship with this person. I feel like at this age, I have plenty of friends, <laughs> right? Plenty of good friends. And so really, if I'm adding somebody to my group of friends, which I already work very hard on parceling out time to spend with all of my friends. So these days, and it sounds terrible to say, but if I'm going to really befriend somebody, I feel like they really need to be worth the time spent. No, I think that's a really good point because you're right. My circle of friends have gotten a lot smaller and it's because of the time management thing. Friendships, like any relationship, has to be maintained. Yep. And although good friendships, you can get away with maybe less maintenance, but you're right. It is a, a 
cost. And maybe it is a question of the quality of friends you would want to have. Because I'm asking myself as you're talking, we may be leaning too much on the idea that, well, maybe there's a good reason <laughs> as a moral out for us. But what if there's absolutely no good, acceptable reason? Well, in situations like this, what I try to think about is what if it was my husband and he had a mistress? Would I want somebody to befriend his mistress? And I think in that instance, my answer is no. I mean, obviously she probably has friends, but I guess in that case, I'm also like, who are your friends that they didn't advise <laughs> you that this is a married man? When I think about it from that viewpoint of morality in terms of what I would want done for me, you know, because the saying is do unto others as you would like to have done unto yourself, right? Yeah. And in that particular instance, I would want her friend to be like, hey, this is a no-win situation. No win for you, no win for the family that you're invading. And of course, yes, you can't clap with one hand. The man is at fault too. I'm not saying that it's only the chick who's at fault. Definitely not. But maybe you should recuse yourself from that situation and be like, hey, man, I do think you're a cool guy, but you're married. So that's a no-go. So when you become unmarried, <laughs> maybe call me, <laughs> right? And I think that not all life situations are black and white. I'm sure there's tough situations where they fell in love with someone before they realized he was married, mm -hmm. you know? And in that case, if that happens to you, I hope you have the strength and end it. But I'm sure it's difficult for some people. And I appreciate that. But I think, I guess, hypothetically, if that ever happened to me, I hope I would have the strength to be like, look, dude, you lied to me. Like that is not the basis of any yeah. relationship I want to continue moving forward anyway. Because if he'll cheat with you, he'll cheat on you, right? And yeah. I, that I truly believe. I think I would cut that off as a matter of my personal mental health <laughs> going forward in that relationship. But I, I do think it's hard. I think sometimes there's just difficult situations in life. Oh, no, I agree. But I think we're kind of backpedaling here. At first, we said we could probably do it. But then we're like, but but <laughs> there's nearly no good reason they could give. <laughs> well, no, no. So so for me, it's 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 almost like a dual sided situation. So let me clarify. Like I said, I I think for me, I would almost be suckered into the situation where I would be like, I made friends with this person first, then found out they were a mistress. And I wouldn't dump a friend just because I found out they were a mistress. Although maybe after I found out, I would be the person who's like, yo, there's this is a no win situation for you. You need to get out of it as soon as you can, because I think that's just the kind of person I am. Although I don't want her to feel judged. Right. Or him. Yeah. I guess a man could be somebody's mistress. But I would just be like, I am not judging you. I will continue to be your friend no matter the situation you decide to continue moving forward in. But. I don't see a win in this particular situation for you. So think about what you want out of this and what you want out of life, right? Because life is short. And is this how you want to spend it? When you could be out there finding somebody who's unattached and willing to give you 100% of themselves. You don't need to be the second woman when you could have a man who only loves you. So I think that's the advice I would give to a friend if I found out they were a mistress after befriending them. 
But for me, if I found out they were a mistress beforehand, I think the answer is no on whether or not I would be friend. Yeah, I think for me and knowing my personality, I would probably, and this sounds terrible, but I would probably begin to distance myself. Let's say it's a friend (laughs) that was already in my life. I would probably feel somewhat uncomfortable and feel like it's too judgmental for me to say something. If it was you or someone close, oh my God, I would be driving down to Texas, (laughs) locking you into a room with me and slapping you until you wake up, right? (laughs) But if it was a more casual friend, if there are such things, then I would probably just begin to distance myself because I wouldn't feel comfortable just calling up a more casual friend to be like, I heard this about you and I am concerned. I would feel like that's a little no, person. That's true. In knowing me, I would I would take the extremes of those two options. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, since we've beaten that horse to death, question number two: <laughs> Would you get plastic surgery, such as breast implants or tummy tuck, whatever, if your husband was against it? I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Okay. So. This was a really hard hypothetical situation for me to imagine because my husband is just a very supportive guy. We've discussed hypothetical, like, what if I wanted breast implants? What if I wanted this? And he's like, you know, I support, right? Do your research. He's like, it would be terrible if it comes out worse than what you already have going on. But if that's what you want to do, I support. And I'm like, well, what if I don't want to do? And he's like, well, I support that too. Whatever you want to do. So he's real chill about it. So I had to really imagine this scenario about what if he was just adamantly against me doing something like breast surgery or whatever. And I think for me, my personality, I would just work really hard on convincing him. And if it's something that I was just kind of on the fence about already, like kind of like, should I, shouldn't I, I don't know. Then if he came down hard on the no side, it would probably sway my decision because I was already on the fence about it and having a strong no opinion from your husband, whose opinion I obviously value, I think would kind of tilt the scale one way or the other. But if it's something I really want to do, if I would have my heart set on it, I would just work really hard on making it make sense for him. (laughs) What about for you? I think for me, the answer to this one's a little bit easier because I would do it even if my husband was against it, because if I were to make some kind of modification to myself, to my body, it is probably something that I want to do for me. Right. And it probably has something to do with some insecurities or some little improvement that I want to do for myself to feel a certain way about myself. And it's more about how I feel about myself than how he feels about me. Now, My husband is probably going to be much more like, you look fine the way you are. Don't do it. It's too risky. (laughs) You know, he doesn't, he's not even into tattoos or anything, any kind of body modification he's very against. So Mm -hmm. I don't see a situation in which I would propose some kind of book and he would be like, go for it. Unless it's something (laughs) very, very minor, like maybe Botox or something like that, where it's not like barring some catastrophic events, you're not going to come out looking extremely deformed. Right. But yeah, I think it's a very personal choice to get 
plastic surgery. And I think my husband currently loves me for all my physical flaw. And if let's say I did something and it became somewhat of a flaw that he didn't like, he would still be able to love me through it. <laughs> I have plenty of flaws now and he loves me anyway. So <laughs> that's kind of how I would reason it out in my head that he could learn to love whatever new flaw I added to myself. <laughs> Yeah. So I do want to clarify, you bring up a good point, right? Because I definitely feel for any of our female listeners out there that your body, your choice is where I come down on that equation. And I definitely agree with that. And this is why I mean, like I said, if I had something I really wanted, I would work really hard on getting him to accept it because I'm probably going to do it anyway, but it would just be nice not to have to say fight about that afterwards, right? Obviously it's something that I want to get him on board with because life with a partner, you're a team. But I think ultimately, yeah, I, I mean, I, I do believe that it's your body. And so at the end of the day, it is your choice. I could see a situation where if I was beginning to become extreme with it, if I was costing the family a lot of financial hardship because of the decisions I'm making to get something so elective done, mm-hmm. or if I was putting my life at risk, mm-hmm. I could see a situation where, where my husband would step in and let's say put his foot down. Mm-hmm. But my husband, similar to yours, is pretty laid back in terms mm-hmm. of decisions I make. And I most likely would be able to convince him. Although if I were to ask his opinion Mm -hmm. first, he probably would just tell me I didn't need it. And it's too much risk, but there's definitely a line you have to draw. I suppose I reserve the right to change my mind here, but I'm definitely am open to doing minor tweaks here -hmm. and there, Mm -hmm. but Myself, personally, I don't think I would want to do anything very drastic. Right. So, yeah, I think because I look at plastic surgery as something that if I were to choose to do it, it would probably be something minor enough Mm -hmm. that he would probably be okay with it, too. Right. But it would give me a big boost in my self-confidence, maybe. Yep. Well, so having hashed that to death. My final question, is a late night text to a married man inappropriate? So interestingly enough, we had a situation that happened like, what, 18, 20 years ago when (laughs) my husband and I first started dating. And Uh back in those days, especially like college days, we stayed up very, very late. So Mm Okay, it sounds pretty late for me right now because now bedtime is very early. <laughs> sure. But back in those days, it wasn't that late. But my husband or my boyfriend at the time got a phone call from an old friend, mm-hmm. from a high school friend that he hadn't really talked to in a long time from what he told me, but it was like 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we had just gone to bed like maybe an hour or so. And then his phone rang and he picked it up. And at first I thought it was some emergency. His family was calling something like that, but I could tell by the way he was answering the phone that it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And then he also, of course, left the room to Mm -hmm. answer the call, which for me was super shady. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And when I talked to him about it, he said, Oh, it's because you already sleeping and I didn't want to disturb you knowing how hard it was for you to fall asleep. Anyways, 
I remember that, like, I didn't say anything to him that night. I kind of asked, oh, who was that? And I kind of just let it go and, and went to bed. But the next morning when we got up, I like specifically asked him more questions about it and was like, who was that? What were they calling about? Why did mm-hmm. you feel the need to leave the room to talk to them? And in my immature state, mm-hmm. this, again, this was 20 years ago or something. I was like, call her. Let me talk to her. If it was just mm-hmm. a friend, call her. And let me talk to her. And so he did. And she was very friendly to me. And then when I gave the phone back to him, she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. She felt really bad because she had literally drunk dial him. She was drunk when she called him. And Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure to this day what her intentions were to call him. Mm -hmm. So it was quite interesting. But yeah, so it did happen to me. And obviously he wasn't married at the time. But for me personally, I would have to say, I would think that it's okay. Mm -hmm. After that whole entire story I just (laughs) talked about, (laughs) I think that it is okay. And I really thought long and hard about this because I asked myself, is it okay for me to text Elaine or another one of my close friends because they're female? And I would say, barring that I would feel bad for waking her up. (laughs) because I know she has to get up early to go to work, I would be okay with it. And I guess in the interest of fairness, I would have to say it has to be okay for me to do so to a friend who happened to be male. And that's kind of where I decided to stand on this. Although from personal experience, I would have to say it feels weird. It doesn't feel right. (laughs) What about you? Where do you stand on this? So I'm glad that's kind of where you ended that because I was going to say, I think like all other situations in life, there is no black and white. It's gray, right? It's a shade of gray. And when you said, is it appropriate for me to text Elaine late at night? Well, yeah, of course, because we're just friends, just friends. So is it okay for me to text a platonic male friend late at night? Yeah, the answer is probably yes on that. But is it truly platonic like if there's anything weird going on between you and this married person then you should definitely not text them late at night that's probably not okay if it's not a close friend and you're just casual friends you happen to have his number why would you drunk call or drunk text him at that hour that just seems suspect i mean Again, if it was my husband, if a late night call came in, he'd be like, oh, no, F that. I'm not answering that tonight. He's done that with male friends calls where they'll call late night or text late night. And he's like, ah, hell no. (laughs) It's too late to be texting or calling me. And he'll just roll back over and go back to sleep. And I should preface this with my husband actually does get quite a few late night texts anyway, because he manages a team and Sometimes there's a sale happening or a question about a deal or something like that. That's just happens to be a pretty late hour, right? 10, 11 o'clock. They're still working on this. They have a question for him. They might text him. And if it's a team person asking a work question, he's always down to answer it. If he's awake. For me, the answer on this question is it really just depends on the situation. And the fact of the matter is I'm going to dig deep and refer to Confucius here. (laughs) <laughs> he, Confucius said that you know 
your morals know whether or not this is a correct thing. Like all situations in life, it may be gray, but if you're feeling a little bit of guilt or a little weird about sending that text or receiving that text, then the answer is yes, it's probably inappropriate because your moral conscience knows. So there is no gray area there. If you get it and you're kind of like, oh, I have to hide this from my wife, then you should not be receiving that text. If you send it and you're like, oh, I hope my boyfriend or husband doesn't see that I sent this text, then you should not be sending that text, right? No gray zone on that. But so I would say for married men out there, if you receive a text and you're just kind of like, oh, what? Like, oh, this is a little, I can't let my wife see this. Then, I mean, obviously you are the receiver, so you're not at fault there. Like it might just have happened to you. Like, oh, oh my gosh, my wife can't see this. Then you should probably text back and be like, this is inappropriate. Please stop texting me after 8 p.m. <laughs> or something like that. So I think that's where I come down on that question. Two points that I think is interesting. One, the fact that you mentioned 8 p.m. as your example time for being late really gives it away about <laughs> how old we are. And <laughs> two, I think it's also, I guess, telling that you brought up Confucius because I know the way you were brought up by your grandmother and the way I was brought up by my mom is that it's never okay for a female to be in a room alone with a married man. And we've mentioned this in a previous Mm -hmm. conversation or a previous episode. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the part of it for us that makes it where I would never do it. Right. I would never send, I would never send your husband a text. I would text you and say, tell Nick this or ask Nick this. I would go through you because obviously we're friends, right? But let's just say I'm friends with Nick or something like that. I would probably still choose to go through you or wait until a more appropriate time just to make sure it's all in the open and nothing shady is going on. But part Mm -hmm. of that is because we've been brought up to really, really have that boundary when it comes to married men and us being a female. But that's why I said I really thought long and hard on this, because if we're talking about fairness, right, and in the interest of not being sexist, not treating the Mm -hmm. sexist differently, if I can text you as a close friend late night, and let's say I have another male friend who is a close friend, I should Mm -hmm. be able to text him just the same. I think that's a more in theory than in practice situation for me, because (laughs) it's like in theory, I can say morally, I think it should be okay. But Mm -hmm. in practice, I definitely get what you mean, because I think we've just been brought up to really have that boundary. And I also would have to say this question specifically referred to text messages. And 20 years ago, that wasn't as big of a thing and Mm -hmm. phone calls are treated very differently than text, right? Because for a Mm -hmm. text message, you could see what it is, look at it before Mm -hmm. you have to respond or choose not to respond. But a phone call, it's harder to know whether or not you're going to have to pick up if it's an emergency or if you felt like it might be an emergency or that you won't find out what it's about unless you pick up or you have to wait for the voicemail and all that other business. Mm -hmm. So there's a slight difference there, I think, just because text messages are a little bit more casual to begin with than a phone call. Mm -hmm. And the thing about that that is, like, I have a lot more platonic 
truly platonic, just good guy friends. Growing up, our entire group of friends in high school was all girls. My grandma, like you said, was so strict about this whole males, females line. It was just easier for me to have girlfriends. And then then you grow up and you evolve. And so these days I'm a lot more comfortable being just friends, like true platonic friends with guys. But I will say that when they're a married man, I always make it a point to befriend their wives. A lot of times, if I'm sending a late night, like, oh my God, this is really funny. I'll send it to both of them. So that way she can see it too, because they're both my friends. So I think in that situation, that's totally fine. If I'm going to send a late night text and his wife is also copied on it, then I don't have any feeling of like, oh, well, yeah, this is weird. I shouldn't be sending this at 10 p.m. But I think everybody has to find their their own line. Because again, it's a shade of gray. If for some people, as long as they're definitely not doing something wrong, like if they're like, yeah, I would send this to a girlfriend and send this to my guy friend and I don't feel any kind of way like weird about it, then again, like Confucius says, if you don't feel morally conflicted about it, then it's probably fine. It's truly a platonic, funny text, whatever, a meme, a joke. You absolutely should be able to send it to any friend, male or female, but only you know that line for yourself. So I think in conclusion for this question, I think we can both agree that at our age, we don't like to receive messages late night. (laughs) (laughs) That's the main conclusion. That's the main takeaway. Conclusion: Don't wake me up after 10 (laughs) p.m. Unfortunately, we've reached the end of this week's episode. We love and appreciate every single one of you for tuning in. As always, remember to tune in weekly for new episodes. And if you've enjoyed this episode, maybe take some time to call up a friend and have a scintillating conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so you won't miss any new episodes. Follow us on Instagram at Easier with a Friend, on our Facebook page, Easier with a Friend, or email us at easierwithafriend at gmail.com. Check out the website, easierwithafriend.com for today's transcript. 